Good morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord, our King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, you renew us with the living bread from heaven. By it, you nourish our faith, increase our hope, and strengthen our love. Teach us always to hunger for him who is the true and living bread, and enable us to live by every word that proceeds from out of your mouth. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our reading for this first Sunday in Lent is from John chapter 6, verses 48 through 51. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Israelites were overcome with joy. The Lord had delivered them. He had snatched them out of the hand of Pharaoh just as he had promised Moses. He had led them through the Red Sea on dry ground as Pharaoh and all his host were buried in a watery grave. Miriam sang over them in Exodus chapter 15, Sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. It was a day of victory, a day of release for the captives. God had shown strength with his arm and given the sons of Jacob a new beginning as his chosen people. It would not take long, though, before that new beginning was spoiled, just as it didn't take long for Noah and his family to spoil the new beginning after the flood. The people began to wonder how they would survive out in the wilderness. Like newborn babes, hungry for nourishment, the newly redeemed Israelites soon began to notice their hunger pangs. But instead of inquiring of the Lord, instead of trusting in Him to provide for them, they began to grumble against Moses and Aaron. Exodus 16.3 Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. 
when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Naturally, the people were hungry. They were in a wilderness without food, without water, and for a while they thought that they had it better back in Egypt as slaves. But the Lord was merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in love. He promised to rain down bread from heaven for them so that they could eat and be satisfied. The Lord heard their grumbling, and though they deserved to die, he responded with love. Exodus sixteen twelve. he says, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. And that is exactly what happened. Problem solved. God was faithful to his promise. In the evening quail came up and covered the camp. In the morning dew lay around the camp, and when the dew had gone up, there was a fine flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. What is it? they asked. And Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. Bread from heaven. God provided for their physical hunger. He fed his newborn children so that they would not go hungry in the wilderness and die. But it didn't sustain them forever. They still died eventually. It offered no lasting benefits. And there was a reason for that. This miraculous feeding was meant to teach them something about what God would do in the future. As the saying goes, all that happened to the fathers was a sign for the sons. This was a sign, the full significance of which would not be revealed until the coming of the Son, Jesus Christ. St. John records for us Jesus' explanation of these events from our reading this morning. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. So this miraculous feeding of the Israelites pointed to the coming of the Christ and the gifts of salvation that he would bring. God would, in the fullness of time, rain down bread from heaven once again for his people. He would give them his Son, who is himself bread of God, who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Christ is the new and greater manna, for he comes not merely to satisfy your physical hunger, he comes to satisfy those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For it is he alone that can satisfy the hunger of your souls. Whoever eats of this bread, Jesus Christ, will live forever. For his flesh and his blood nourish and strengthen the soul unto eternal life. John chapter 6, verse 34, we hear the disciples begging, Sir, give us this bread always. And so he does. Every time you are gathered around his gifts of word and supper, Christ feeds you with heavenly manna, just as he fed the Israelites in the wilderness. He feeds you with holy food, just as it says in the communion hymn, the hymn, Lord Jesus Christ, life-giving bread. Lord Jesus Christ, life-giving bread, may I in grace possess you. Let me with holy food be fed, in hunger I address you. As you feast on the salutary gift of Christ's body and blood, given and shed for the forgiveness of your sins, the Lord gives you the spiritual nourishment that your souls need for the journey. Jesus knows that you need such nourishment. He knows that the journey through the wilderness of this world is long and sometimes difficult. 
He sees your daily battle with your sinful flesh. He knows your physical ailments. He knows your propensity to grumble at the gifts that God gives, just as the children of Israel did long ago. There's a part of you that thinks that what God has done for you is not good enough. There's a part of you, a sinful part, that longs to return to your spiritual Egypt, to the captivity of your sins. But he is merciful. He is slow to anger. He abounds in loving, forgiving faithfulness. He does not want you to faint and grow weary on the way to your heavenly home. And so he comes week after week as host and meal, inviting all of you battle-weary sinners to commune at his table until that day when you finally reach the heavenly promised land. Now is not the time to grumble, to long for the days of your captivity as Israel once did. Now is not the time to complain that God is trying to do you harm. Now is not the time to worry that you might not appreciate this salutary gift, if, if it, that is, it's offered too frequently, or some other bad or lame excuse. You see, beloved, now is the time to receive in faith the gifts that our Lord wants to give. Dr. Martin Luther understood the benefits of the Lord's Supper, and he said this, On this account, it is indeed called a food of souls, which nourishes and strengthens the new man, for by baptism we are first born anew. But as we said before, there still remains the old vicious nature of flesh and blood in mankind. There are so many hindrances and temptations of the devil and of the world that we often become weary and faint, and sometimes we also stumble. Therefore, the sacrament is given as a daily pasture and sustenance, that faith may refresh and strengthen itself, so that it will not fall back in such a battle, but become ever stronger and stronger. Manna from heaven, life-giving bread, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. That is your spiritual sustenance as you wander through the wilderness of this world. That is the Lord's salutary gift to you, a gift that is undeserved, to be sure, but one that comes from your loving and faithful Lord. Amen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Let us pray. Holy God, our lives are laid open before you. Rescue us from the chaos of sin, and through the death of your Son, bring us healing, and make us whole in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. This is Pastor Frank at Redeemer Lutheran Church, and on behalf of our congregation, I would like to take a moment to invite you to find help, hope, home at Redeemer Lutheran Church, and in doing so, find security, identity, and meaning in Christ who loves you. Thank you, and God bless your day.
Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deerwalk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.